Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is Tom and Bach. Coming at you live from Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Tom Stevens. I'm not commenting on that until I'm ready to comment on it. Jake Bakoven. You watch the game. You figure it out, huh? What do you think? Tom and Bach starts now. Hour number two of Tom and Bach over the lunch hour, getting hungry. Um, some news for Brent Prey from Penn State. He was the defensive coordinator there, has taken over as the head coach at Virginia Tech. Uh, mentioned Mel Tucker, coach of the year of the Big Ten. JoJo Doman, disappointing that he was uh, second team all league uh, coaches and media. And Cam Taylor Britt, also second team. If Nebraska were to, to fire Scott Frost, you'd think they'd be in this Virginia Tech-Washington sort of scenario, yeah. right, where you're getting, you're kind of taking up-and-comers instead of the maiden names. Is that where you, you feel Nebraska's, or do you think that they would go? Well, it, it was reported that LSU yeah. just took out the checkbook for uh, Brian Kelly. That yeah. didn't end up being the case. It looks like it's a 10-year, $95 yeah. million, which is still, I mean, that that was such a huge deal. That's a um, lot of money. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of money. When Michigan State did that, we're all going, that's crazy amount of money. Right. But when LSU does it, we go, well, you know, we heard more, so that's not that much. But it still is quite a bit of money. But you have to think, Nebraska, they probably, especially with the money that they've owed coaches in the past and with, mm. with Frost that they'd be owing the $20 million buyout, you think they would be more uh, along the lines of a Virginia Tech, Washington, maybe not the big name on the market, but just kind of the up-and-comer type of guy? I want a big name and an up-and-comer. I want, I want everything. Well, Brent Pry wouldn't do it for you is what I'm saying. No, it wouldn't do it for me. It wouldn't. Uh, that being said, uh, if he were great, I'd celebrate that. But I just think this program needs some juice, some Bob Diaco-type juice. <laughs> <laughs> I think that may be the problem. Yeah, okay, it failed. That doesn't mean you don't ever try to go out right. and get a, a big-name coach again. Uh, does that mean LSU shouldn't have gone after you know, Brian Kelly or that USC shouldn't have gone after Lincoln Riley? I want a, a guy who's great, uh, who's proven, but also um, you know, I, I want him to be a great coach and a splash hire. I just want everything uh, because you decided that this is what you were going to do. You're just going to find four, four guys on the offensive side of the ball and say that was the problem. I, I tend to believe it's a bigger problem than just saying uh, these four guys, we need to replace these four guys. But now that you've done it, wow me, uh, court me. Um, get me a great special teams coordinator, a Sean Snyder. Get me a, a great O.C., Whoever Tom Herman would do it for me. Tim Beck would get me excited. Yeah, give me some names. If it's you know Mickey Joseph, I can get on board with that with the Louisiana connections, and he's a former Husker. Doesn't always work out, you know. It hasn't always worked out. Ryan <laughs> Ryan Held, not so much. And Greg Austin, both Huskers, didn't work out. So it's it's not just say get all the you know get the old band back together and make sure they're all from Nebraska and we're good because. 
you could you could make the argument the weakest links of this coaching staff have been the Nebraska guys, with the ex- exception maybe of Barrett Rood. Barrett Rood, uh, I think, is doing a good job, um, but the just getting the old band back together hasn't worked so far. And Scott Scott Frost, another Nebraska guy, has been part of the problem. So wow me at this point. Just, you know, give me a big name, pay him a lot of money, splash higher, get this fan base excited, and believing. Because part of what's going to revive this thing is belief. Don't you think that's why they've lost so many close games more than anybody in the history of college football, eight games? They don't believe they're going to win. No, they don't. Not, not when it really matters. They don't believe that they're going to make the play. They, they try hard. They try hard for almost four quarters every single game. They always do something that is just horrible, that causes almost guarantees that they won't win. So give me a coach that inspires confidence, that that you're that these guys say, this guy is a winner, and we're going to win because that guy's a winner. Do you think that the, the it kind of took its toll after the Wisconsin game? Because we heard from Frost after that game that – that what he was excited about is right. those guys believed they were going to win. They believed they were going to go yeah, down, man. score, not only that, and get the two-point conversion. Of course, it didn't happen. Yeah. And then after the Iowa game, you hear that game was over after the punt block. Right, <laughs> right. So, that, I mean, that's a complete different narrative from one week to the right. other of these guys are really believing it's going to happen right. to there's just only so many times you can get beat like this yeah. and believe that you're going to win. Well, and believe that you won't do that thing that you always do in every single game, whether it's a punt block or a scoop six or a bad penalty at the wrong time, or a pick six, you, you name it, a kickoff return punting for a touchdown, punting the wrong direction. I mean, Nebraska invents new ways to lose every single week. That's the magic of it. That's why you you tune in, because it is the same movie. However, the ending changes just a little bit. They they, they shot, you know, 20 different endings, and you can see them all, uh, you know, through the prism of a Nebraska game. Uh, but I think, it would inspire a little confidence if you did hire a Sean Snyder. I mean, get that thing fixed. I've heard too many good coaches say, great coaches say, you know, you could build your entire team through special teams. That's where you learn how to catch. You, you learn how to play football. You're a freshman. You want to get on the field? Make your move on special teams. Yeah. Uh, you want to go to the NFL? You're a rookie in the NFL? Make your move on special teams. It decides your entire career, both at the college and the NFL level. Uh, and you can build a culture that way if you tackle well, if you block well, if you're heck, Iowa wins their entire games that way. They have no offense. They have a great defense and special teams. So inspire some confidence in this fan base by hiring, uh, making a splash higher at both special teams and offensive coordinator and uh, heck offensive line as well. I, if, if you were to tell me that the new running back coach is Ron Brown, I, I'm good with that. Heck yeah, somebody. But how much is it to just somebody you know? Because we can't list Man. we can't list too many running back yeah. coaches that uh, would be great hires, as opposed to just yeah. well, yes, Ron Brown. We know that guy. Yeah. We do know that guy, and I, I just love the way he talks. Everything is related to something big, like the biggest thing ever. Like if Moses were a running back, he'd be the best running back ever. You know, <laughs> and he would describe Moses with the flowing beard and the reason he was tough to tackle and that type of thing. That's why I, I like Rod Brown. I, I, I like the stories that go along with it, and I think he's just a good coach. 
Oh yeah, I, I really like Ron Brown. He's always, you know, I I always kind of remember him um, when we used to go to practices. Sometimes yeah. he would be, he'd like be doing planks and yeah. sit-ups while everybody else is doing interviews. You're yeah. just like that guy gets better all the time. Yeah. That and, guy's awesome. He is in tremendous shape. Oh yeah, he is. I mean, the guy lifts every day, runs every day. He takes care of his body. Uh, and his mind, uh, that guy is. But uh, he was already on the coaching staff. That doesn't make you feel. I mean, he was like yeah. a, an assistant or whatever it was, right. not, not a, an, an, a, uh, an assistant coach. Yeah. Um, but just kind of behind the scenes, you wouldn't um, feel like you're maybe, maybe yeah. want to step outside of the yeah. old locker room and, yeah. and venture elsewhere to get somebody. Yeah, I, I, but I, I, I would rather go outside the program. Probably, quite honestly, uh, I think you just need fresh ideas. But Ron Brown would actually bring that because he hasn't been on the coaching staff as far as being on the field with the players every day. Yeah, uh, you know, and that type of thing. I mean, he wasn't the he wasn't the voice, the main voice that they were hearing daily. It was Ryan Held. I, I think he would provide that. I think he did provide a little bit of that just in the last couple of games. But yeah, probably ultimately, I'd rather they go outside the program. Love Ron Brown though. Yeah, uh, I, and I would be okay with that. Uh, it is time for box tops. All right, got the top 10 building blocks for next year for your football team, your 2022 Huskers. This does not include players with still decisions to make like Adrian Martinez or, you know, Travis Vocal, like it looks like he's leaning toward coming back or guys that didn't walk on senior day. I left all those guys out, but from the from the guys that you know are coming back, here's my top 10 list. Number 10, I have Teddy Prohaska. Of course, we only saw a little bit of him, but he maybe at least even for the uh, game and a, ha- and a half, maybe game and a quarter, basically that he played, uh, looked to be maybe a, a steadying block on that offensive line. Of course, they still have Norton Noelle, Bryce Benhart, and Turner Corcoran, all guys that started last year. I'm leaving out one guy that's yeah. a little higher on the list, but as far as the guys outside of the center position, I think Teddy Prohaska is probably your most exciting piece on that offensive line. Well, he was at left tackle. Remember, they moved Corcoran to right tackle for that game against uh, Northwestern. 427 yards later, uh, we thought we had it fixed. Actually, he didn't last that entire game. They had to go back to the old lineup with Corcoran at left tackle and Ben Hart at right tackle once Prohaska got injured. Uh, But I was really excited about the potential of that offensive line with Prohaska. I I wonder how much better it could be and then if you get Jurgens to stay and you already like Nord and the Wheelie, you've got something maybe. You've got a few things. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, so you just kind of wonder, um, are Bryce Benhart and Corcoran, Turner Corcoran long-term guards or, right. or, or tackles where they kind of struggled this year? And <laughs> if they're guards, then you have, you've got a lot of guards yeah, and you well, need some tackles. You have one tackle in Prohaska. Yeah. Uh, you just need to find somebody on your roster that could play right tackle. Yeah. Uh, and maybe it's one of those guys or somebody that's already in the program. Yeah. Uh, number nine on my list is Xavier Betts. He had three carries for 110 yards this year, tw- a touchdown there, uh, 20 receptions as well for 286 yards. Xavier Betts, uh, probably the one of the, the players with the most upside, it seems, 
a lot of complaints that he doesn't get enough touches, oh, enough no. you know, game in and game out. But uh, as far as the building block moving forward, maybe it's practice habits. Who knows what uh, they're what they're keeping away from him? But he looks to be, an, I mean, he's an explosive player. And if the offensive coordinator, the new offensive coordinator, is worth his salt, he'll get that guy the ball ten times a game. Find a way to get Xavier Betts the ball and get it a lot to him because he's he's explosive. Get him up to speed. Yeah, and we'll see. I mean, Toure's gone. Well, Omar Manning's got a decision to make. He didn't walk for senior day, so likely yeah. maybe that Omar comes back. Um, I mean, that's a that's a pretty good feeling, though, if you could start Xavier and Omar. Those are some big wide receivers, especially if you yeah. go into more run blocking, if you get the defense yeah. or the offensive line fixed. Um, you know, that's a, that's a you know, along with Travis Vokalek. I mean, you got to convince yeah. some of these guys to come back, but um, Xavier Betts is a piece that – should be coming back if he does not transfer. Remember, there's always the right. Wandale option here where yeah. some of these guys might leave just regardless. Yeah, I, I like the potential of the wide receiving and the tight end crew, even with Austin Allen moving on. Yeah. It looks like Volkolak will be back. And the young guys, I mean, we know about Thomas Fedoni. I, I think the, the, the receivers in general are pretty good. I know I include the tight ends in that group. Yeah, number eight on my list. How about Logan Smothers? 23 of 33 for the year, 317 yards and a pick. 37 carries, 133 yards. That's good for 3.6 yards per carry and three touchdowns. Not necessarily too splashy, but I think you said it earlier in the show. He showed that he can run this offense, and they might have to tweak it. They can't run him 24 times like they did against Iowa, but he could at least be, if nothing else, uh, maybe maybe an Adri- like a lesser Adrian Martinez at this sure. point in his career. And maybe that's what we want. Uh, hopefully a guy that doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Uh, and can still run this offense. And then you would like to think with an improved offensive line and maybe a 1,000-yard rusher, you got something. Maybe you got something, and the quarterback doesn't have to be fantastic all the time. Uh, Again, going through my top 10 players that are set to return next year uh, that don't have a decision out there. Um, So you know these can be building blocks for Nebraska next season. Number seven on my list, how about Quentin Newsom? He had 57 tackles this year, a sack and four pass breakups. Um, Kind of the weekend of that secondary at the beginning of the year. Um, Really, I think, progressed well throughout the season, and now he's your leader in the secondary. He looks like a true cover corner, and uh, they're going to need him with Cam Taylor-Britt moving on, obviously, but... I thought his tackling improved a lot because there were a lot of teams that challenged him uh, to come up and make tackles as a cornerback, and he did. He got better at it as the season went along. Yeah, I mean, and he was he was a target. I mean, that yeah. you didn't want to yeah. you didn't want to test Cam Taylor Britt so much at, at certain times, so yeah. you try out the new guy yeah. early in the season, yeah. and uh, and and like I said, maybe even a weakness of the defense early on as far as because teams would would strategize against yeah. him, um, but really came on toward yeah. the end of the season, yep. I think, and, and is a solid player in there in secondary. Uh, number six on my list, Nick Henrich, one tackle short of 199 tackles on the year, you know, second on the team, three and a half tackles for loss, and you can really feel it when he hits you. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, him and Reimer coming back is good news. Yeah. Yeah. I think those are your big, maybe as far as a position, inside linebackers, maybe as close to as solid as you can get right. for uh, for this team. Yep. Uh, number five on my list, Ramir Johnson, 495 yards, 4.4 yards per carry, and four touchdowns. Also 16 catches, 197 yards, and two touchdowns. He separated himself from the pack. Guys I didn't include on the list, like Gabe Irvin, like Jacquez Yant, um, are, are, I mean, altogether you feel like you have – options at running back if not spectacular at least solid in Ramir yeah I like Ramir I he's he's the most reliable guy of all of them when he's healthy because he could do everything he's even a very good pass blocker and he can uh, catch the ball out of the backfield he runs tougher than you think uh through the middle Uh, I I would like to see him gain some weight 
Maybe put on an extra 10, 15 pounds for next year. Yeah, it, that's just going to be fascinating because Gabe Irvin won that job, you know, a couple games in the season, then had to had to uh, sit out with the injury. Um, so that should be a fascinating competition. Then I think Jacquez Yant. I mean, we all saw it. Looks like he's got the most upside yeah. of anybody. But can you keep his head on straight? Right. Can you? That's a big can you deal. get the most out that's, of him? Yep, that's a um, huge deal. Yeah, they had to sit him out. Coach's decision. Uh, that that Wisconsin game. So hopefully you can keep him there. Uh, number four on the list, Garrett Nelson, fifty-seven tackles. Uh, but what he did, he did this year better than anybody was tackle you behind the line. 11 and a half tackles for loss, team leading five sacks, four quarterback hurries, a forced fumble, and two pass breakups. Garrett Nelson really coming on late there as the outside linebacker. And by the way, Caleb Tanner has a decision to make as well, and he came on late as well. He didn't walk for senior day, so you expect to maybe have your full linebacker unit back. Yeah, both those guys are good. I mean, Tanner has come a long ways. I, I, I wondered about him, but he had a really good, really good year this year. Uh, and same with Garrett Nelson. Both those guys are good players. Nelson it reminds me of what a Wisconsin run, uh, linebacker often is. Extra effort. really. Play. I mean, he's got good athleticism, but certainly not great. Yeah. I think Tanner's much more athletic, but they both play really well. Yeah, and neither of them will be confused for Randy Gregory as far no. as, uh, as putting pressure no, on the quarterback. No way. But they're pretty solid. I mean, if you bring both those guys back, that's not a bad outside linebacker crew going in the next yeah, year. Yeah, and Blaze Gunnarsson I'm excited about. Yeah, there's a couple other yeah. younger names. Yeah. Uh, number three on my list, and maybe this is too high, but I just like the way he destroyed mm-hmm. people on Friday. Ty Robinson, 27 tackles, four tackles for loss, and two sacks. Uh, and he might be the leader up front with some of those other guys looking like they're going to uh, depart from, from the program. Uh, DeAndre Thomas has already uh, kind of made those intentions known. And, and of course, uh, uh, the big nose tackle yeah. in the middle. Darian Daniels. Darian Daniels. Uh, Probably a good time for him to leave, with just with the injuries and the fact that there just aren't that many guys with his uh, size and athleticism in the draft. So we'll see if he leaves. It'd be huge if he came back, but if he doesn't, I think Ty Robinson's probably a leader up front. Casey Rogers really solid up yeah. there. He's still got some pieces, but I think Ty Robinson's got the. Is he's the best an one. NFL player, isn't he? He looks I mean, like it. He's a, he's six six, three ten, three fifteen, and really athletic. And really mean. Yeah, and really mean. And and he he was, that was expected a little bit out of him. He was a four star coming out of high school. That was a big get, a top 100 recruit uh, recruit for Nebraska. Yeah, again, top 10 uh, pieces that will be coming back next year, players that will be coming back next year uh, in 2022 that you know you can rely on here. Number two on my list is Luke Reimer, team leading 108 tackles, six tackles for lost sacks, six uh, pass breakups and interceptions, and three forced fumbles. Luke Reimer all over the field. I think him and, 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 and Henrich really started off strong, especially with their tackles. Yeah. Um, and then toward the end of the season, maybe just took a toll on them, kind of had more yeah. missed tackles near the, near the end um, and didn't have those kind of like 13, yeah. 14 tackle games. But both of them, I mean, at, at full strength, these guys are tackle machines. And hopefully Will Honus can help him out a little bit in that core as well. Uh, he's coming back, it looks like, for his, I think, fifth year. or I don't know. It's got to be four at least. For Will Honus, and he was a JUCO. He was supposed to get two, but of course, COVID changed everything. And number one on my list, the offensive line is the problem, but the center is not. And thank God, because no. early in the season, you didn't know no. if that was the case with the snaps. But Cam Jurgens, I've never seen a center slide out and, and protect no. the blind side of the quarterback more than I've seen Cam Jurgens do it. Uh, and he's just a just. I mean, this guy is. It's definitely a future yeah. NFL player that Nebraska thinks that they'll have back. I mean, you haven't heard anything otherwise. Uh, he should be the leader on that offensive line. And again, that's that's probably the biggest 
a problem on the team. Yeah. Um, so maybe with some more chemistry and some pieces there, Cam Jurgens can lead that offensive line to brighter days. Yeah, he's huge. You, you got to get him back. Um, and I think, you know, you didn't have any snap issues this year. That was a big deal. So he corrected that problem. Uh, but there's still growth there, and there's always – I know some strength he could put on. He he started his career like at 250 pounds. And so he's just getting growing into the body that he can be. Um, I, I think he should stay one more. I, I think, and I think he might just because he's, you know, a Beatrice kid and probably wants to help the program. Well, I think it'll help his draft stock too. I think he's, he's kind of that he's kind of set himself up to have a big next year, uh, which will help his draft stock uh, just the way he's been coming along. Would you agree with my list? Is there anybody too high, too low? Um, I liked it. I thought it was solid. Uh, would I put cam number one? Probably. I, I mean, that, that guy's your, uh, really your captain of that offensive line makes all the calls. I think that's a good call. Yeah, I think it's a really good call. Uh, let's get to break and come back with Rick Pizzo of the Big Ten Network. Uh, we'll talk a little Michigan football, Nebraska, Ohio State. Of course, Nebraska versus Iowa. He was the sideline guy right. uh, for the Nebraska versus Iowa game. So we'll talk to Rick Pizzo of the Big Ten Network about college football coming up next. You're listening to Tom and Bach. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 